Hello everyone and welcome to the Pet Accountant Podcast with me, your host, Vicky Clark. I'm going to help you get to grips with your finances, save you lots of money and take the stress out of doing your tax return. So let's get going. Um, my name is Vicky and this is Lee. We run the Pet Accountant, uh, which is an accountancy firm dedicated to helping pet professionals across the UK. I feel I should just record that as like an intro or something. Intro. I, I feel like a proper like intro person. And we are the accountants are dedicated to pet professionals across the world. <laughs> Um, so as always, every week we bring to you our pearls of wisdom Um Sometimes they are good, sometimes they are bad. You never know what you're going to get. And this week, um, I'm actually going to take a little bit of a step back from being hostess with the mostess uh, or quiz master when it comes to me just asking Lee loads of questions and hoping he knows the answer. Um, We're actually going to do a little bit something different today. And we are going to talk about sales and marketing because they are equally important to your business. Um, so it is something that you need to know, uh, along with the finance side. We are multi-talented human beings. Um, not only are we finance gurus, but we also have a lot of experience in sales and marketing. Um, my background before I went into the boring world of finance um, was sales orientated uh, and so was Lee. So we are going to unleash all of our hints and tips uh, and ideas when it comes to sales and marketing. If you're a new business, if you're an established business, it doesn't matter. Um, We are going to help you. But before we go into the dazzling world of sales and marketing and give Lee a little bit of a breather because he's tired, bless him. I am. He's tired. He's got less hair than he had last week. Um, we should do like a little quiz every week and I draw a little line on the screen. Yeah, draw a little line on the screen and see if you've actually lost any more hair. Um, we launched um to the 10 people that got in contact with us straight away about the new business essentials course. That has been sent to you. Uh, So please make sure you use the codes to get the 50% off because that will expire after a week. Uh, So make sure you do that. Once that's been enrolled to those 10 um, and we get some feedback, it will then be enrolled to the rest of the world. Uh, And we also unleashed our utilities calculator um, yesterday. Um, This utilities calculator, I have to point out, will save you guaranteed money on your tax bill and time completing it. it we it's get the same calculator we use when we're doing your accounts. So it, it, it does work. It's tried and tested. We promise you it will save you hundreds of pounds, okay? Um, the idea of it is that you input all of your uh, gas, electricity, water, council tax, broadband, etc., into this calculator and it will pop out a figure of what you need to put actually in your tax return. Everyone guesses it. No one knows what they're doing. People go and search on HMRC. Honestly, if we had a pound for every time we got asked about how to calculate utilities or saw it on a post in one of the Facebook groups, we would not be sat here. We would be on a beach in the Maldives um, because it is one of those questions that gets asked time and time again, even from our clients, you know, how we calculate our utilities, what do we need to give you? You know, if you're a client of ours, then happy days. We do it for you because we have the calculator. 
If you're not a client um, because you just don't want an accountant or you can't afford one and you don't know what you're doing with your utilities, and that calculator will help you year in, year out. Okay, it's not just a one-time use thing. You can use it throughout the year. You can do it monthly. You can use it year on, year out, and it will save you guaranteed money on your tax return. It we, should save you more than what you pay for it just in the first Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So it is worth getting your hands on if that is one of the questions that you get stumped with or you can't be asked to spend five hours on HMRC's website trying to work out which method is best and then how to calculate your rooms and percent. And it just gets a bit bloody messy. So please get your hands on that. It's only been unleashed uh, on social media for now. So you're the first ones that can get their hands on it. Um, and it is foolproof as well. If I can use it, you guys can use it because I'm honestly shocking at technology. Much to Lee's dismay, I don't think he would have gone into partnership had he realised how shit I was with technology. The lies. So, <laughs> um, I'm honestly terrible. So if you're like me, then honestly get your hands on it. It is fabulous. And obviously I'm slightly biased because we made it, but it is fabulous. Um, and it's also a business expense. So you can record it and get the business to buy it, which is even better. Right. We're not going to harp on about how genius we are at finance and what we've produced for you guys. We are here to give you some help uh, with your sales um, and marketing because there's loads and loads of different ways of doing things. Everyone does something different. And obviously, since lockdown um, or since COVID, I should say, the world has sort of turned online and a lot of stuff now, all the marketing is focused online, likes of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, which we are not yet on because I don't know if I could honestly bet seeing myself on TikTok. <laughs> and I don't think anyone wants to watch Lee on TikTok either. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in his little chair, bless him. Little dance. <laughs> yeah. We'll get Lee to do like a strip. Yeah, pet account and disco. Um, but there's so much you can do now, and it is all focused online. And I think from my perspective, and Lee's gonna go into this in a bit more detail, but for, for me, when I started the pet accountant, having a niche really helped. Now, I know of some dog groomers that have niched into specific breeds, I know dog trainers that have niched into specific breeds, Cat and breeds. You what? Cat grooming. Cat grooming. Again, it's a niche. And niching really, really helps your sales and your marketing because you have something to target. When I was doing accountancy for uh, just like everybody, I found it really hard. It doesn't matter what marketing tool I use. I found it really difficult to find people because I didn't really have anything to focus on. It was just like, do you want an accountant? I'm an accountant. Like <laughs> It was really difficult. And then when I went down the route of the pet accountant, obviously I had then a, a, a target audience to focus on everyone with the pet business. So then I could focus my marketing on you guys. So the Facebook group, the Facebook page, the Instagram, you know, I started the pet accountant with basically a handful of pet clients and Facebook. And I know a lot of you you know, might not necessarily like social media or very good with it. And that's literally all I started from was was me and my skills. So again, it's transferable to you guys, doesn't matter what you do. And I had a Facebook page. I didn't even have the group to start with. I literally had myself and a Facebook page 
And I just used marketing, uh, Facebook. So I'd go into all the groups and I'd privately DM people and say, look, I'm an accountant in this area, da 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 And it doesn't mean that that's not transferable to you guys. If you're a groomer or a trainer or a walker, go into your local groups on Facebook and start spamming them. I mean, I don't mean to spam shit every day. You've got to have some sort of idea of what you're doing, but you've got to be consistent with it. Because if your target audience, let's just say I'm in Bedlington in the Northeast, if I was a dog walker, a dog groomer, I would use the same blueprint of what I've done. I'd get into, I'd get a Facebook page. Um, I'd definitely have a website and I'll let Lee cover the website side. Um, and I just go into all of the local groups in Bedlington surrounding areas. And I do a post every day or every other day on the different groups, not necessarily selling, just saying, oh, you know, if you are this person, you want to save on tax, this is a great tip. You know, again, if you're looking for a dog groomer that specializes in cockapoos, you know, this is what we do. And I was consistent with it every single day and every week. I was literally became obsessed. And fast forward two years, I'm now sat here with a podcast on this group with Lee, uh, which I wouldn't have got had I not started that journey. So for me personally, and Lee might have a different viewpoint, you know, social media now is massive. And I think if you're not on social media, you're missing a trick yeah. because there's so much that you guys can do. You don't need to, I never paid for Facebook ads. We still don't really. Um, the odd one we've put out there, but really it's brought back now. <laughs> we do a few Facebook ads and we very rarely do much on Instagram. If we're honest, I, I do lack on Instagram. It's something that we need to work on. Um, and then when I got too busy, and also I'm not great at technology anyway, I hired a VA, Charlotte, um, who you'll have seen, who's part of the, the new course that helped me and did all the social media for me because it got to the point where I didn't have time then to go in and do it every week or every month. So if you're new or you haven't yet got on Facebook or Instagram, you really, really need to start. Get a Facebook page, get your family and friends liking it, get your clients to give you a testimonial. They are so important. Whether you're a dog groomer or a dog walker, every time you do a dog groomer, every time you walk someone's dog, Ask your client for a testimonial, whether it be on your Facebook page, on Google, um, try and get one every day off the client, off a new client. Okay. So, because when you're as a person with a dog, if I'm looking for a dog walker, so when I moved back home uh, in October, I needed a new dog walker for Frank and I didn't have any clients local enough to be able to call. So, what did I do? I went on Facebook, had a look at the local dog walkers. And then when I found a few, I then went on their website. If their website was shit, I passed and ignored it. If they didn't have any reviews, I was like, mm, I'll come back to that one. And then I found one. She might well be watching this. I don't know. If you are, Alicia, hello. Um, I found hers and she had really good reviews. Her Facebook page had loads of pictures of the dogs having fun and what she did. Um, and there was just a really nice vibe about it. So I ended up ringing her and now she's our dog water and, and dog sitter when we go away. So I never really, I looked at the website to a point. I didn't really delve into it. I just sort of looked and went, oh, that looks decent. <laughs> I'll then look at our reviews. Everyone knows when you go into Google, you never get past the first page. No one ever clicks next on Google, goes to the second page. If you are, you've not found anything. 
Um, you know, people probably look at the first four. I ignore all the ad ones and then I go to the next ones. If their website is shit, I move on. You know, so invest in a website, invest in social media, because it that is the one that's going to bring you money in. Guaranteed one quadrillion percent. It's worked, it's tried and tested. Everyone uses the same method when it comes to social media and everyone, it works. Obviously, you have to tweak it depending on what it is that you do. If you're a dog trainer and you're looking at doing uh, courses and online courses, then start a Facebook group. You know, if you are specializing in grooming cockapoos because all of the dogs you seem to groom in your area are bloody cockapoos, then start being a specialist in cockapoo grooms. doesn't mean you can't do shih tzus and whatever and dash out. It just means that your speciality is cockapoos. The same with me and Lee. We specialise in pet businesses, but it doesn't mean we won't take a plumber. You know, we can still do the plumber's accounts. We just, you know, we specialise in pet businesses. Leanne's put, I'm thinking of starting a YouTube channel for a business. Is that a bad idea? No, it's a great idea, Leanne. You've got to be on different channels. So whether that be Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, um, have yourself a mailing list. You know, we should be, I mean, I should, you know, practice what I preach. We're not on YouTube. <laughs> we should be. But we're, we're just too busy. We just, you know, we don't have the time to sort it out. Uh, and we would be more on Instagram again if we had the time. Um, but, yeah, any any channels you've got, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, it's all, you've got to follow the trends, unfortunately. And I think if you're looking for clients and to get clients, that is the way forward. And I realised this was meant to be Lee's section and I've just <laughs> yabbered on for 15 minutes and he's just like, <laughs> he's just chilling in the background. Like, yeah, okay. What are your views and what I've said? Because I, it's personal preference. Some people might think, no, that's absolutely bollocks. And that's fine. But for me, it's a tried and tested yeah. blueprint and it works. I think whenever we look at sales and marketing, there always has to be a strategy. And ideally, what you want to have is, as any business, you want to get down on pen and paper what it is that you're looking to achieve and how you're going to do that and the timescales that you're looking at to achieve those goals. Now, it's really difficult for me to sit here and say you should focus on that because me and Vicky have been together now for what seems like a year coming up. And our websites that we were going to get done at the very beginning when we merged are still not done. And it, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we've been so busy that things have dropped by the wayside, but they are things that are so important. And it's, it's, it's hypocritical for me to say you guys need to focus on these when we haven't done it ourselves. But because I know how important it is, and Vicky will tell you as well, that the last two or three days we've both been saying we need to get them done. I've started to put the ball in, in motion so that we can do it. Um, and the, the, the easiest way for me to talk about this tonight is about what I'm going to be doing, the, the, the type of thing that I've looked at that, that I know that we need to put into place so that our, our marketing side and, and, if you like, our shop window, because we haven't got high street stores it's really important that our digital profiles are shouting and screaming and getting people on our social medias, into our websites, onto our Instagrams, because that is the only way that we will be able to attract clients because we're not going to have passing trade walking past the shop front. 
And that's going to be the, the, the same for a lot of you guys, certainly if you're dog walkers, a lot of groomers, if you're working from home. Um, so they're, you know, but even still, if you if you do have a shop and you're in a quiet back street, you still need to tell people about the services that you offer, your unique selling points and, and how to find you. And, you know, your opening times, your um, if there's any special requirements, all these type of things you need to have out there online to make it as easy as possible for someone to book. If you make it difficult or you only choose the channels that you're comfortable with, you will lose business because people like to find the easiest way of doing something. And if your website's a little bit convoluted, not quite clear what it is that you do, they will click off and go elsewhere. They won't give it the time to try and find the information that they need. So let's talk about your website to start with. Um, Every business should have a website, whether or not it is the best one in the world or if it's a basic one, it's really important that you can be found on your website. Your homepage of your website is the most important page on there and you only have a few seconds of somebody to click on that website, scroll down a little bit, and if they don't like what they see or it's not clear what you do, they'll leave. If your front page is good and you've got some call to action buttons or, or, or offers that entice people to make the next click, you really need to start leading them through a story. And, and, and the website is the beginning of the story and you need to lead them down the path, which ultimately ends up so that they're on your bookings page or your contact us page. And then what you're looking to do is to capture that person's details to either get them to reach out to you um, so that you can have a telephone conversation with them or so that they book an appointment so that they can get their dog groomed or dog walked. Now, what is really, really important with your website is, is, is Google, like Facebook, has an algorithm. Now, I say Google because Google is the biggest search engine out there. Ask Jeeves is gone, and a lot of people won't even remember that one. So, <laughs> How old are you? Exactly. Ask Jeeves. But it goes to show... Lee's actually 70 years it. old because he's really yeah. good face cream. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, yeah. Oh, God. But, you know, it's important that you... you because Google is so popular... And it is the choice of search engine for millions and millions of people. It is, it is the top one out there. <laughs> Google has algorithms that search your, your website. They're called spiders. And they basically crawl your pages and they pick out the information and they give it a score of how relevant it is, how secure your website is, how up to date it is. Um, and, and then based on those scores, they put you in um the the basically the chart of results the better your website the closer to the top of that list you go you will never ever be able to beat the big players out there because they spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds on their websites their marketing and they will always appear at the top but if you specialize in what Vicky was saying earlier if you niche so for argument's sake dog groomer as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a key phrase, as a search term. Um, and if you're trying to get on top of dog groomer in the UK, you will struggle unless you have massive, massive pockets. But if you wanted to be, um, I don't know, Chelmsford's best chihuahua groomer, then you've, you've narrowed that search term down and you have 
a, a better chance of being at the top of that list. Now, Vicky said at the very beginning there that she never clicks on the ads that display within the first three to four lines at the top of the page and at the bottom of the page on Google. Now, yes, there will be national companies that pay for advertising in that space. But if you're looking for a very specific type of dog that you groom, maybe it is one that you're finding that your clients are bringing more and more to you because you're specializing in that type of dog and the word is getting around, then by boosting um, Google AdWords based on that term, you will appear at the top of that page for a relatively low amount of money. Now, if it's not done right, you could end up spending an absolute fortune and not getting nothing in return. So it's really important that when you plan your spending around your AdWords, and the same with, with Facebook, that you really focus in on what it is that you're trying to achieve with it. If you use two broader terms, you won't get anything back. And every time somebody clicks your link, you'll pay a premium to Google for it. The cheapest way is to have a really, really well-designed website that is very clear on your unique selling points and what it is that you're trying to offer. And the other important bit, yeah, go for it. Just as you mentioned about unique selling points, yeah. that's so important because oh. like Lee said, if you if I was looking for a dog room in Bedlington and I just typed in dog room at Bedlington and 10 show up on the list and they all just say, I'm a really good dog groomer and all of them are licensed, you know, how do I pick? between them if one said if one of those 10 said we specialize in dash hounds bingo i'm gonna go with them naturally because i've got a dash hound you know if one of them said i don't know we have we work we have a, a vip's member club or something and when you bring your dog in it gets x y and z and pictures and all this sort of shit because everyone loves it I might be like, ooh, well, that's piqued my interest above the other nine that just say, I am a dog groomer or I am a dog walker. I will walk your dog for half an hour. Well, what's so special about like, how do I pick out of that 10? You know, if nine have a shit website and one have a good website, then I'm going to go with them. But again, what was if all 10 have a really good website, all 10 are dog walkers in my area? How the hell do I pick? Because Okay, then I have to narrow it down. Well, which ones have got reviews? Well, only three have got reviews. So, okay, that kicks out the other seven. I've now got those three. They've all got a good website. Well, okay, that one specializes in walking small breeds. Therefore, bingo, I've got a small dog. I'm going to go with that one. Or specializes in large breeds, and I've got a bloody Great Dane. You know, so I'm going to go with that one. You've got to have something that's going to pick you apart from the rest of the people on Google or on Facebook, because otherwise, why is someone going to pick you? If you've got no reviews, a shit website, you know, why, why would I pick you? So you've got to think from if you were a customer looking for your service, whatever it be, trainer, walker, sitter, groomer, what, what's going to stand out to me as, as a person wanting to buy your service? It, there's got to be something. So you've got to have a unique selling point. By the way, this Ask Jeeve thing's kicked off now. Everyone's heard of Ask <laughs> And apparently it's still going, according to Hannah. It's still going. Who would have thought? It's like, what are those two guys that run around in those stupid shorts and their beards? Oh, 118. 118. <laughs> when everyone used to use 118. Or look at Teletext. 
<laughs> we used to look at teletext for your cinema listings. It was really sad. Used... I still remember 118 Maureen. as 118212 Maureen. <laughs> what what the to... hell? It was basically a number that you could ring when you're looking for a business telephone number. You'd dial 118212 for Maureen. <laughs> Oh, I think I think Lee's, I think Lee's been dialing one one eight for for something else. There we go, one one eight. One one eight Maureen is probably a different service, so I would ignore that. Um, but no, in all seriousness, you know you've got to have something that's going to stand out. Okay, whether that be your qualifications, your breed. Um, you've got a very snazzy website. You've got all the reviews. You know, there's got to be something. We're not saying you've got to go and um, you've got to leave stop. Um, I know, Jack, honestly, is what I do with a daily basis. Um, there's got to be something that stands out. And again, you know, for us, it was it was the fact that it was the pet accountant and there is no other in the UK. We are the only one in the UK that does it. So although our website needs updating and it lacks a lot, you know, we'll be honest. It, I mean, we did that. I did that website two years ago. And although the content is good, it generally needs an update. And I've got no SEO, I don't think. I don't even know what that means, but there's no whatever it is that that does. That's just search engine optimization. So that's yeah. the, the keywords within oh. your website that you're hoping for people to find your website using those words. Right. I don't have any of that, um, but my website always pops up at the top of the page. And why is that? Because I've niched. So, you know, and I had a client ages ago that said, oh, you know, I, I'm a dog groomer. I've just started out. I must groom about 10 cockapoos a day. They're just, my area just seems to be flooded with cockapoos. And I said, well, why don't you be specialist in cockapoos? I said, if, if you can groom them well and they are popular, be a specialist in cockapoo. So then when someone's Googling dog groomer for cockapoo, you will come up because that's what you specialise in. Um, and, you know, it worked. You know, none of this stuff is, all of this information is out there for you guys to find. You know, and, you know, again, people will charge a fortune for, you, for them to do Google ads. You know, I know clients that are paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds a month for Google ads and not getting anything back. Please just be careful um, of you know who you get to do these things. Um, someone's asked about um, advertising, doing a designer for your website. Um, Adam from Account Accountable Marketing. Oh God, he's going to hate me if I've got that wrong. Um, but Adam, who should be in the group, uh, did my website. Um, so he made the website. Um, but I had a copywriter who unfortunately doesn't do copywriting anymore. Um, she wrote, so I told her what I wanted in there and she kind of wrote the tone and the style of what how I wanted it to be portrayed. And yes, it cost me a fortune, uh, more the copyright side, but that website brought in a lot of traffic because it mirrored my sense of humour. So if you haven't been on there, do go on there and you'll see on the first page, I don't know if it's the first page or the About Me page, um, it, in massive letters says the dog's bollocks of accountants. You know, it's funny. You know, it's not serious. You don't go in there and see people holding a calculator, like, you know, on a pen, looking all serious in an office, loaded glass office, which is always the standard bloody photo for an accountant. I don't know why. You know, you'll see me with a bloody bird on my head. Uh, rest his soul, Herbie, bless him, passed away a few months ago. Uh, the, the OG pet accountant mascot. Um, he was my cocktail. He was 23 years old. So he had a good life. Um, but yeah, you know, you've got a picture of me with a bloody bird on my head. So it mirrored my personality. And 
and I'm Lee will probably go into this people buy from people okay you've got it you've got to draw them in but then ultimately they'll buy off you which is why we say when people get stressed about going back registers is don't worry about it if the people like you and they obviously do because you've just made 85 grand it doesn't matter if you have to add another five quid or 10 quid on your prices because people like you you know I don't go to my dog walker because she's the cheapest or whatever. I go because she's really nice. <laughs> you know, she one, looks after the dogs. One of the hardest things for me in business was was building a client base to a certain level that where I thought I need to get help because mm. it just become too unmanageable. It was just too much. And the the, the one of the, my biggest worries was if I get somebody else, what happens if the new person upsets my client or they don't do this this things the way that I do it the, the way that my clients like it and I was and I was the biggest obstacle with that because mm-hmm. it was all about my worry about how my clients would feel because it was me that they built the relationship with um, and it took me a little while to realize that unless I'd got that person I wasn't able to grow my practice I wasn't able to to push my business because I become so engrossed in the day-to-day runnings of it that I couldn't take that step back to oversee what was happening. And, and it's true, when you're on the shop floor and you're grafting for nine, ten hours a day, um, you can't see clearly through the muddied water what's going on and what you need to do to fix things. And then when things start to go downhill, it becomes awfully difficult and, and you lose that enthusiasm that you had to begin with because you're so tired all the time. Mm. So actually by taking somebody on and training them in, in the way that, that that you interact, you know, that in your ways of doing things, and that's where an apprentice can actually be really good for a business because you have somebody that is in, impressionable, that doesn't have bad habits, that you can invest time and money in, but they will do the business the way that you want to do it. And if you find that right person, they can be a real spark to your business and they can give you a, a step back in your stride again and, and give you something to drive the business forward with because you have help there. And that's what I did with Charlotte. You know, I got to the point where I was like, I can't do the social media anymore, but I know it needs to be done. And I found Charlotte and it took me a while and she'll agree to actually for me to hand over control of that to her for the same reason, I thought once if she says something or does something I don't want to post or it doesn't work or it's not what I would have done or maybe, you know, she won't reach as many clients as me. Sorry, if I smirked just about five seconds ago, it's because Lee sent me a message on the chat on this about 10 minutes before we started <laughs> and I've just opened it. It was very rude, but it sort of made me giggle. I was really trying to hold my smile in. I won't repeat what he's put because it's rude and I'll get banned again. Um, but if you saw me smirk earlier, it was just because Lee's been rude and sending me dodgy messages. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it took me a, a while to um, hand over that control to Charlotte to, to get it done. But again, it's one of the things where you're going to get to a point in your business where you're going to have to outsource something. We've digressed slightly, but, um, you know, and people, if you're like me, I thought, no, I don't want to give control to someone else. You know, sod that. But at some point you're going to have to because otherwise you'll burn out and then you'll drop the ball. And it happens, you know, me and Lee have had a few uh, mishaps in the last few months. Lee annoys my clients all the time. Um, 
So, too strict. <laughs> I know it's too strict, and it annoys all my clients. So then they come to me instead. But no, in a serious note, you know, when you grow in a business, you will drop the ball sometimes, and it's okay. You know, you learn from those mistakes. Me and Lee are learning all the time. We get feedbacks from clients all the time, and we take that feedback on board. If we're doing something you don't like, tell us, you know, and we will talk about it, and then we'll implement something so we don't do it again. So, you know, it's all a learning curve. And I think at the beginning, everyone tries to take on everything. You're the, the finance person, the marketing person, um, the sales person. And, you know, you get to a point where you can't do it all. And, and one way of growing your business is expanding and, and learning when you need to do that. But in order to get to that stage, you've got to get your finance bits right, which we've always harp on about all the time. You know, there's enough dogs, there's enough pets out there for everybody, okay, to, to have successful businesses. We know that. We know it's possible because we have a lot of successful clients. Um, so it's not about there not being the the pool there for you to delve into. It's how you're getting the attention of that pool. Now, once you've got the finance bit sorted, which you will because you've got a lovely course and you have this lovely group to ask questions, is right, now I've got the finance sorted. I need to now actually get some clients. And the marketing bit is so important. You've got to have a USP. If you don't take anything from tonight, think about what your USP is and, and what it is that you want to do, and then focus on that and, and engage and, and target your marketing around that. You know, it's sometimes it just takes someone else to go, well, actually, I do groom 50,000 chihuahuas a day. Okay, well, I'll be a chihuahua specialist. Doesn't matter. You know, and that knowledge in your head, if you're a dog trainer, for example, you, you know, people don't know the knowledge in your head, whether you're a dog trainer, dog groomer, whatever it is you do, the knowledge in your head, not everybody knows. You know, me and Lee might sit here and think, well, everyone knows how to calculate utilities because to us it's like, oh, it's just calculating utilities. But not everyone knows that information. No one knows how to train a puppy. You do, and you might think it's easy, but not everyone does. So all that knowledge in your head is sellable. If you're a groomer, could you sell um, an e-book on how to groom a puppy or how to groom a poodle, which I'm absolutely shit scared of, by the way. Um, you know, there's loads of things. All that knowledge in your head is sellable, okay? Not everyone is going to know what's in your head. So there's loads of things you can do. Um, like I say, get your website sorted. Again, do your research because there's some dodgy people out there who will say that they'll build your website and it's crap. Stay away from the yellow pages, yell.com to build websites. Mm-hmm. Um, stay away from any of the big players that just use their own integrated building uh, packages. And the reason I say that is because if you then decide to move away from them, the website is linked to their individual package or their, their, their building blocks and you can't take the website with you. So you may end up having to build another website with somebody else. Now, the likes of WordPress is transferable. So if you do have a WordPress website, you can move that to different hosting providers. Um, but the one thing that is really important with regards to the website is that it needs to be regularly updated. So whether or not you post your testimonials, and people will look at the most recent testimonials, because it doesn't matter what you were doing 10 years ago, it's about what you mm-hmm. did last week. 
Um, so it's really important you have up-to-date testimonials on there. But pictures as well, pictures tell a thousand words, you know. It's really important that if 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 you're playing with the dogs in the back garden or you've taken them out on a nice walk and there's lovely scenery route and they're running through the woods, it could be anything that's a little bit different, snap a photograph of it and upload it to the website later on that day. It Again, it helps with the Google side of things because Google can now see that you are updating your website regularly and therefore the content must therefore be more recent and relevant and therefore you go upping the rankings. We should um, really be taking our own advice because we do none I know, of this. I know, but we will be. This is a will be. very busy. <laughs> we will be and ideally we need yeah. someone who knows how to build websites and, and do social media all as once. If you know anyone, we've got a job. <laughs> Um, and we've even discussed because we know how important the marketing and the social media is these days you know we've we've even looked at hiring a person solely to do that one job because we don't have time to do it I can't do it because I'm useless Um, and Lee you know has got other stuff to do so we can't do it so we've even thought about well actually do we hire someone specifically do social media all day every day and, and can build websites and do all that sort of jazz because it is so important, so you've got to get on it. Um, Jax has put Yell cost us lots of money and stuck for 12 months in yeah. the small print. Exactly. Uh, Leanne says her brother does websites. So if anyone needs a website, just contact Leanne <laughs> and her brother will do them. Um, again, look in the small print. That company that's going around telling all your dog boarders that you are classed as a licensed kennel so you can get 50 grand back for your untapped in capital allowances which is a load of old arse you know look in the small print if you sign their contract you're going to get slapped with a bill um so you know look at the small print do your due diligence on anything that you you're going to spend a lot of money on um but vicky's yes. got a bit plastic as i told him to shut up so we can carry on talking about marketing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like he does this all the time. We're on a Zoom and he messages me, and then sometimes he says something stupid or rude. That then I have to try not to laugh and want a really serious Zoom. He sat there just sending me rude messages, and then I've got to try not to laugh. Um, what did he want, dear? Right. So back sorry. to the marketing for tonight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's all valuable information, Maureen, and whatever your bloody thing was. Two and two. Um, so. <laughs> Once you've got your website sorted, get yourself set up with some free Google business places so you can get your name onto Google Maps. It's a free account. And from there, you can access a whole host of things with with Google Analytics, which you can build into the website. You can update all your business um, hours. You can put um, ask your clients for reviews and, and do it directly via Google. That is one thing that Vicky did do at the start with the pet accountant. So you will find our reviews on Google for, for the pet accountant. Um, then you can start looking at Facebook. Facebook works again on an algorithm. And with Facebook, the important thing is engagement. So it doesn't matter what you post, just as long as you post regularly and get engagement on it. So for argument's sake, if you post once and nobody comments and nobody likes, Facebook then won't show that to anybody else. But if a friend comments on it or a customer comments and they put a, a laughy face emoji or anything along those lines, Facebook will then think, okay, there's something interesting about this post. Let's share it with a few more people. And then you start to roll with it. Now, when it comes to Facebook posts like that, it's all about doing something a little bit different 
and a little bit um, out there to get people to engage. So I was talking to a pet store that does a little bit of raw food, a little bit of treats, natural treats, and some dog leads and other bits and pieces. Main offering is the raw food side, but they they are struggling in terms of getting making uh, the, the margins on the raw side. They, they're doing a, an awful lot of money, but not a lot of profit. So there's a lot of work involved for very little return. And we we speak about Facebook this week, and we actually was battering backwards and forwards ideas of things that they could take pictures of to post online so they could show that they are an independent family-run business, local, um, because clients were coming in saying, well, we didn't realize you were here. So that to me instantly said, well, their online presence isn't shouting that we have a shop that you can actually visit. Um, so what we talked about was rearranging the pig's ears and the other parts of the other animals that they had lying around into the shape of a dog or a teddy, you know, to that you could then take a photograph of and they could use a bag of, do- of dog food with the pig's ears um, in the photos so that they can show the different types of food that they had on offer and the treats that they had on offer without shouting about what they had on offer. So it was a little bit subliminal, but a little bit of clever marketing. And the idea, yeah, go for it. People don't even know where bloody accountants. No, so, no, you I know. know. <laughs> but, you know, we we say all this, and, and the thing is we will implement it and we will do it. It's a time issue for us. But just to touch on what you said, because we aren't in the group as regularly as we would like to be, uh, especially yeah. at the minute because it's the start of a tax year and I, if you could see the background, you'd understand why I'm a little bit stressed. Um, but because we're not in it as regular, obviously – people don't know we're accountants because we're not in the group all the time. So it's it's one of those where, you know, if we were in it more, people would know what we do. So it's the same premise. If people don't know you're there or know what you do, why would they come to you? So it's all about consistency. But, yes, sorry, dear, carry That's on. That's right. So the, the other thing is that people, a lot of people miss. And, like, when we speak to clients, they say, oh, my sales have dropped. My first question to them all the time is, what have you done to market your business? And nine times out of 10, a lot of them will say, well, nothing. I grew it by word of mouth and business has just dropped. Well, you will always get natural clients, natural attrition of clients. Some will leave and then you replace them with brand new ones. If you haven't been growing by word of mouth or your client base is getting older and you're not attracting the new people through the door, you will get to the stage where your sales start to decline and there's nobody to replace those people that no longer have pets anymore. So it's really important that you look at other ways of attracting that business and don't just relax on the fact that you are busy now because next year you might not be and it will slowly get to a point where sales have died down and things become a lot harder. So the first thing I would always say is digital marketing, i.e. emails, email marketing. What offers are you running? Who have you told? How have you told them about it? And what hook have you currently got to get those people back? Have you emailed your existing client base who maybe haven't used you in a month, two months, uh, with with an offer to drag them back through the door? Uh, You know, can you give them 50% off their next groom? Are you asking people why they've not booked the dog back in? Are you booking the dogs back in at the point of where you finish the groom or you finish the walk? Are you asking for the business ready for next time? Um, Dog borders, are you asking 
when are you going on holiday next? Are you off anywhere later this year? Are you going anywhere next year? Let's check our diaries. Let's see if we can book the dogs in now. And it's all about having those conversations with your clients to gain commitment at the time when they come back in to see you. By doing that, you're filling your diary. Your clients are thinking, actually, these guys are really proactive. They're, they're actually you know, prompting me to talk about that. People like to talk about themselves. So if you can engage that person and ask them questions about them, they will generally talk and tell you a little bit more so that you can use that information to get these people booked back in. And it doesn't matter what service you offer. Um, us as accountants, we do it. Uh, you know, you the, the, the people at the, in the Sony shop will do it as well. You know, what are you looking at buying next? Now you've got the TV, you must need some speakers. So it's that type of conversation that you're having with those clients. Yeah. That, that wasn't me texting them, by the way. No, no, it was Lewis um, telling me dinner's ready. <laughs> we've just had a we've just had a few comments. Yeah. Um, I don't like I don't like saying no, so yeah. I'm too scared to market in case I get overrun and get overwhelmed. I know it's important, but it terrifies me. And then someone's put I'm the same. I think it does come down to a confidence thing. Um and you know if if you're getting overrun, you've got a waiting list, put your prices up. There's an yeah. indication straight away. I yeah. hear so many people, oh, no, Vicky, I'm, I'm closing my books. Why? Well, I've got a, a waiting list as long as you're on. Okay, we'll put your prices up. A couple of people might drop off the end, but then you just take on new for you from your list at the improved price. You know, and, and again, it's about saying no um, to the clients that you don't want. Yes. Not everyone, you're not, you're not going to get on with everyone. Okay. Not everyone's going to like you. So have the confidence to say, do you know what? Actually, we're probably not the walker for you. We're probably not the groomer for you. Maybe you should try so-and-so down the road. I think that's um, really important because you guys run your own business and it's your choice who you want to work with. So if you don't feel comfortable with a certain dog or with a certain client and, and you get anxiety every time that person's coming in or the dog's coming in, then it, one of the hardest lessons to learn in business is to be able to disengage with a client. And I've put it off many times in the past, but honest to God, once, you, once you've made that decision and you say to that person, I'm really sorry, but it's not for me, um, or I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I can't groom the dog anymore, I can't walk the dog anymore, you don't even have to say why, just the fact that you no longer wish to do it, you will feel so much better and you can fill that slot with somebody that you do want to work with or another opportunity for somebody that you've not worked with before that would allow you to grow your business. But it's it's having that confidence in order to be able to do that. But I, I promise you, once you've done it, you will feel so, so much better with yourself. And it's your business. You know, that's what I think people forget. You can say yes or no to anyone. If you don't want to work a Sunday, don't work a Sunday. If you don't want to take on more than 10 dogs in a week, don't take on more than 10 dogs a week, but put your prices up so that, you know, you're doing more for less or do less for more, less for more. Um, You know, if you've got, if you're only doing 10 rooms a week and you've got 50 people wanting you, put the price up. And then you'll only have that 10, but you're getting paid top dollar for doing those 10. You know, you don't have to take on anyone. You don't have to work every hour under the sun. It's your business. You can do what you like. Work it's just, smart, I think, hard. exactly, work smarter, not harder. And I think uh, no matter what profession you're in, it's having that confidence when you start a business to say no 
And even me and these struggle sometimes when we get people that come to us and we think we should really say no. <laughs> and then we end up that. And then we end up saying yes. And then we're like, damn it, we should have said no. <laughs> um, and you know, and it, it is hard, you know, and but once you once you've done it once, like Lee said, you'll get used to it and then you'll just think, do you know what actually? I don't want to walk this certain breed. I don't want to groom this certain breed. I want to train this certain breed. It's my business. If a client wants you to work on a Sunday and you don't want to work on the Sunday, you say, no, sorry, I don't work Sundays. You know, and, and we had to do it. We were working every day, all day at the weekends. And we had to actually be really strict and say, no, do you know what? We will finish at four o'clock and we won't work weekends because otherwise we'll never have a life and they be bold. So, you know, um, it is it's one of those things. Um, yeah, Kim's put, yeah, you know, I'm trouble. Should have said, no, I know, Kim, but it's too late now and we're stuck with you. Um, but no, I hope we're going to go because I'm, I'm I'm conscious that Lee's hungry, bless him. Um, and I I hope we could probably talk for hours on this topic. So maybe we'll do another one next week. I was going to say, let's pick up part two next week and then we can go yeah. into, you know, um, business cards, areas to start marketing. Um, we can do a little bit about YouTube, a little bit about TikTok. Um, so this, this is such yeah. a big area and it looks like we've had quite a few people watching tonight. So let's pick up part two next next Wednesday. And then we yeah. can, you know, if there's any questions that come from the group then over the next week, um, let's 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 have a little QA session as well. I'm in Amsterdam next Wednesday. Okay. So I could do it with you, but I may well be slightly intoxicated. <laughs> so um it might just it might just be Lee um next Wednesday, but why not? I might come live from Amsterdam. Why not? I'll have I'll probably have many wines uh on that day. So who knows? I might come to you live from Amsterdam, but we'll try. Um Tegan's put uh Lee would still look handsome balls. <laughs> Uh, Le- Leanne's put love you guys to bits thank you or oh, bless you Leanne we do try and make it entertaining um, but yeah we will because we could talk again another hour for this topic we will continue it next week um, uh, because I do think it's really important for you guys um, as always keep interacting in the group um, let us know if you need anything uh, remember the utilities calculator was there it will save you money guaranteed one quadrillion percent is going to save you money and it's reusable. If you want to know about zero, the course is on Sunday, this Sunday. Uh, we've already got quite a few people on there. So if you want a spot this Sunday to work out how to use zero, then let us know. Um, those of you who got the link to the brand new course, the early bird offer uh, yesterday, I think I sent it out. Make sure you use that within the week because otherwise the code will run out and it will revert back to its standard price. Um, so make sure you use that code. Um, other than that, enjoy the sunshine if you have some where you are. Have a think about what we've said. Think about your USP. Do a bit of research on some websites. And we will catch up with you next week, potentially either me and Lee or just Lee. Me just drunk from Amsterdam. I might just do a live. Why not? Um, and we will help you guys out. Perfect. All good. Fabulous. Go and have your dinner. Um, look up 118 Maureen or whatever it was Um, (laughs) Um, have a good night and we'll catch up with everyone uh, next week and we'll speak to you during the week alright cheers everyone take care stay safe Bye. bye
Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed my podcast, don't forget to subscribe for me. And if you want to speak to me, please visit my website at www.petaccountant.co.uk. And if you'd like to join my Facebook group, which is full of like-minded pet professionals, then search Accounting for Pet Professionals in Facebook and I will see you there. Thank you.